Welcome back to the Audacity Podcast. It has been a while, and I will say that what may look like inconsistency to some looks like honoring my true nature and the words that needed to be ready to be shared. And I'm learning a whole lot about myself right now and and having the audacity to eliminate shame from any standard that a timeline has or society has or just even that word consistency. I have a visceral reaction to that and and I have to honor that about myself. And yeah, that's not why I'm here today. Today I wanted to talk about grief and the audacity to grieve as opposed to pushing it down, pushing it away, drowning it out with your drug of choice of, I don't know, TV, food, alcohol, avoidance, anesthesia, whatever. I, um, I am a believer in feeling the pain. My people know that one of my favorite quotes is the only way out is through. My kids roll their eyes at me now when I say it. But it's true. If we try to skip over it, it we'll find it at the other side eventually. Uh, you can't run from it, really. You can just collect it. <laughs> and to me, I'd rather heal from it and learn from it and, and maybe collect the memories and keep just that part. But the pain I need to release. And... Uh, some of you may know I'm in the process of moving, and the reason I'm coming on right now is there's there's some grief turning up and turning up some mud in my heart. And I recently lost a friend in the Maker Collective community. I um, my my kids are going through a lot. I am almost a year out of a breakup that I'm still in transition of letting go. And uh, as I pack, I'm also finding a whole lot of ghosts in the drawers and I am sitting with it. I'm, I'm, I'm just allowing it in and not resisting. And the words are coming. I'm, I'm writing, I'm, I'm meditating and I'm I'm holding the items in my hands sometimes and just kind of allowing that where you know an alternative would be to to just kind of deny those things and to me some of those things that we hear of like well, get over it or it's been over a year it's time to move on or you know, you weren't, you didn't even talk hardly anymore. You weren't even that close. You know, any of the things that are, that we might hear that stifle the feelings that we have to feel when we grieve, whether, you know, it's a big or a little thing, um, are unnecessary, honestly. I mean, why, why are we trying to rush it? Why are we trying to push it down? We have to, we have to face it. And there's, for me right now, 
with finding a lot of things in the drawers, it's like, it's like really bringing back. It's, it's literally, cause I moved into this house about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago after divorce. And, you know, I, I, I threw everything in a box and left and I put it all in this house. And so now, you know, it sat in the closets and the drawers and now I've got seven, eight years of, of new things added to it. So it's like a whole lot of pain is being churned up and putting, put into boxes again. And some I'm getting rid of and, and some I'm keeping for various reasons, but man, it's like, even, even my child, my, my kid's childhood is being churned up in, in some of the years that I feel like I lost in my grief of divorce and things that I missed out that I was just kind of going through the motions on autopilot. And uh, I think about that grieving that I think about even in this move and, and the, the loss of the expectation of, you know, moving in with a partner with someone else like nope i'm i'm going to continue to now have another house on my own and to grieve that like what it's supposed to look like the blueprint of you know what my life was supposed to look like and so grieving the loss of maybe some of that hope too and the grief around losing people and pets and um just our maker collective friend recently that that we just lost is heavy on my heart she was such a bright light and and just feeling her art and you know it's it was not just candles that she made they were they were powerful and the words meant something and uh to me it's all about the words and and the the way i grieve is to to write the words and I look at pictures and, and sometimes I'll burn things in honor of whatever it is and to, to capture a moment, a feeling. And uh, it, it feels really cathartic to do that. Uh, I, I feel a lot of poetry coming on right now and I'm thankful for the audacity to feel it because I, I kind of love the poetry that comes from it. Um, not that I'm a glutton for punishment or anything, but I do, uh, I do love the beauty that comes from it and the growth that comes from it. And to numb it with anesthesia is, is just not my way. And so I just wanted to share that with you all and maybe give you the permission slip of audacity to spend as much time as you need. You know, I remember, I remember after college, uh, my my college boyfriend, my friends, it was years. It was years and I wasn't okay. And, you know, I had the memory box I'd still go through. And I just, sometimes you need a little nudge from a friend. And I remember them. We had a ritual where they made me burn the box. <laughs> it was so sad. Um, but I'm, I, it takes me a long time. And I definitely am thankful for my people to, to help me rise. Um, but I'm also, 
at the same time, I don't apologize for how long it takes. I don't, I don't know. Right now I'm, I'm like a year out of a breakup again and I don't apologize for how long it's taking me. To me, it's, it's honoring what we had and uh, just, I can't rush it. I can't. Uh, I guess I had to process the reality of it, the hope of it, the, the memories, just letting go is hard. And then, and then after you let go, then you have to grieve some more because you've let go. So it's, I just want you to know that there's no guidebook. There's no timeline that you have to follow and don't let anyone tell you that you should be over it by now. And um, your people will let you be in that however long you need to be. And I'm definitely an advocate for finding a way to to help you process and honor it. And, And to me, it kind of helps. I feel more and more healed every time I write. I feel more and more healed every time I create a piece of art that honors it. And so I definitely see a difference in, in the growth of myself as, you know, a younger woman and now, and, and each heartbreak, I'm getting more and more resilient and stronger and all along the way, keeping that feeling of unapologetic grief. I, I don't know. I just, I love love. I have my jar of hearts and I feel it deeply and I, I just don't apologize. So I thought you might feel some comfort in that as well. And uh, I do have a poem that I thought I would share called The Edge of a Memory. And it really, it came to me a while back when I was trying to heal some some kind of old wounds that I carried along with me into adulthood that I didn't want to carry anymore. And so, you know, I, I would think back to the grief of the younger me that was was too broken and, and didn't have the resilience that I have now and going to her and kind of helping her up. So here it is. I stood at the edge of a memory fearless and full of fear, not sure if I should jump, daring myself to dangle from its pain, toes inch back, deciding not to jump. Instead, I dove into its wasted space, tousled through tears and doubt, banging against jagged walls of shame, echoes of embarrassment from every direction, falling, 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 through time, To the girl on the other end of the memory, curled up and crying, to lift her chin, to stand her up, to dance naked in the living room to the beat of her blood, arms flickering above her head like flames, hips hot, swaying and swirling. And when I knew that she would keep dancing, I could return to its edge, elbows on the table, hands tucked under my chin, grin of satisfaction, and watch her dance at the edge of a memory. (laughs) 
Oh, I feel that. I feel like, and clearly, you know, if you've seen my Instagram, you know, I, I love to dance, <laughs> dance in the kitchen, like no one's watching, but to me, movement helps me. Music helps me. And to go back to the younger version of me, who's, who's just curled in a ball and frozen in grief to stand her up and get her dancing too. It just, that's where, that's where that poem came from. And I don't know. I just love it. There's something about it. Uh, I can see her now and it, it feels like an interesting way to heal from that is to, is to kind of visualize going in and standing her up. Oh, and yeah, I, it's interesting grief too in, in how and when. And, um, I remember grieving, grieving my divorce before it happened, even before I left. That was interesting. I had to grieve my marriage before it ended because I was watching it end right before my eyes and nothing that I tried was working. And, um, I don't know, to, to create the pain was an interesting way of grieving. You know, sometimes we grieve from things that we can't control. And sometimes we grieve from things we've created. And it's, it's interesting. Sometimes we grieve from things that just have to be. And, you know, just the reality of life. And those are, those are the hardest, I think. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I just thought we could share a moment together and, um, yeah, here's to anything you might be grieving and sending you the strength to, to stand up once more when you're ready, however long it takes and to face the ghosts in the drawer with, with love and gratitude to create something from it, create something beautiful and soulful, put it in a nice tidy package and, uh, and move forward. That's all we can do. Big love.